Drug Administration Basics Contraindications. Each medication administration route has a unique contraindications, and the healthcare team members must need to recognize them. An oral medication route is contraindicated for patients who cannot tolerate oral drugs, such as those who have altered mental status or have nausea and vomiting that hinder them from safely ingesting a drug orally. A rectal route is contraindicated in patients with active rectal bleeding or diarrhea or after recent rectal or bowel surgery. An intramuscular route is contraindicated in an active infection or inflammation at the site of a drug administration, myopathies, muscular atrophy, thrombocytopenia, or coagulopathy. A, subcut a subcutaneous route of medication is contraindication in actively infected or inflamed sites. Doses that require uh, to be injected more than 1.5 milliliters at once should be avoided. Subcutaneous injection volumes larger than 2 milliliters are associated with adverse effects, including pain and leakage of the injection site. An intranasal medication is contraindicated in patients with nasal trauma, anatomic obstruction, the presence of a foreign body, or copious mucus or bleeding. Simply, similarly, an inhaled medication is contraindication, contraindicated in patients with airflow obstruction. Equipment. The equipment required depends on the route chosen for the medication administration. In general, equipment needed for parenteral route may, may include gauze, dry cotton swab, nitrile gloves, chlorohexene or alcohol-based antiseptic agent tourniquet, appropriately ga gauged intravenous catheter, syringe, normal saline flush, and a bandage. A local anesthetic agent may be used for larger cannulas or to minimize discomfort in some patients, such as pediatric patients. A lubricant can be utilized in the rectal or vaginal administration of medication to reduce friction and discomfort. Preparation. The five rights are, are emphasized for the preparation of medication administration. Right patient, right drug, right dose, right site, and right timing. It is essential to explain the patient how the medication will be administered, obtain consent for procedures when indicated, and help prepare the patients before they receive the medication. The site of application of the medication should be chosen based on if its adequacy or and indications. The label on the medication should be checked for name, dose, and approved usage route. Technique. Techniques involved in each route of medication are different, and some, are, some of the important points are summarized as below. Intravenous route. A tourniquet may be used for the site intended for intravenous medication to make the vein more visible and easier to access. However, when used, the tourniquet must be removed before injecting the medication to provide extravasation. In central lines and perfectly inserted uh, central catheter lines for medication administration, ultrasound guidance is often used. Intramuscular route. Intramuscular injection should be done at, the, at a per perpendicular angle as it has been shown to be the most effective method for patient comfort, safety, and medication efficacy. Skin traction and deep pressure on the muscle can help decrease the patient's pain and discomfort. Subcutaneous route. A subcutaneous route requires minimum skills and training and patients can often learn, quit, learn to inject medications into themselves. It is recommended that instead of using the same site, patients rotate the sites of injection to avoid complications such as lipohypertrophy, which can cause the incomplete medication absorption. The injection is usually at an angle if the needle syringe or at a perpendicular angle if using an injector pen. Rectal route is recommended to have the patient lie on their left side with the right knee bent towards the chest as this position enables the medication to flow into the rectum and subsequently to the sigmoid colon by gravity. Separate the buttocks with the non-dominant gloved hand and insert the medicine two to four centimeters into the rectum using the dominant hand's gloved index finger. A lubricant may be used for the patient's comfort. If, in, if administering a laxative suppository, the patient may need a bedpan or commode and be placed to, close to the toilet. It is recommended that the patient remains on their side for five to 10 minutes, unless otherwise specified by the medication's direction. 
vaginal route. Position the patient on their back with legs bent and feet resting flat on the bed. A lubricant can be used to reduce friction against the vaginal mucosa as the medication is administered. Gently separate labial folds with the non-dominant gloved hand while the dominant gloved index finger. Insert the lubricated suppository to about 8 to 10 centimeters along the posterior vaginal wall. Inhaled route. Each inhaler has instructions from the manufacturer. For metered dose inhalers, some of the essential techniques include shaking the inhaler vigorously for a few seconds before each puff, inhaling through the mouth, not through the nose when breathing in the medication, keeping the tongue under the mouthpiece to avoid blocking the mouthpiece, taking a slow deep breath as the medication canister is pressed and holding the breath for five to 10 seconds and then exhaling. Cleaning the inhaler regularly is rec recommended to prevent a buildup of medication. Spacers or chambers can be used to uh, be used by the patient to inhale the aerosol and decrease the, de the deposition of the medication in the mouth or throat. Complications. The medical personnel should recognize the potential complications of each route of medication administration. The parenteral route can cause pain and discomfort in the area of application, bleeding, bruising, infection, and inflammation. Infiltration is a common complication of an intravenous site, whereas the intravenous fluid or medication enters the surrounding tissue and not the vein. If it is not deemed severe unless the infiltrated medicine is a com medication is a compound that may cause damage to the surrounding tissue, such as a chemotherapeutic agent, a vesicant, or, in which the complication is termed extravaxation, and this may lead to tissue necrosis. Although intravenous route has the benefit of rapidly delivering drugs to the patient, this may cause nonspecific cardiopulmonary effects, and healthcare personnel should closely monitor the patients. For intramuscular injection, there are site-specific complications to be aware of. In deltoid muscle injection, an unintentional injury to the radial or axillary nerves with resultant paralysis or neuropathy may not always resolve. Complications associated with the subcutaneous route are more medication-specific. For example, in subcutaneous insulin, Lipohypertrophy or lipoatrophy can develop, leading to a slower or incomplete insulin absorption of the injection site. Therefore, using different injection sites is recommended for patients. In the intranasal route, interceptal nasal perforation has been reported in some patients, particularly those using intranasal steroids for a prolonged period. Rebound congestion in patients on chronic nasal decongestants is seen as a sinusoid vasculatures do not respond as well to the adrenergic drug with prolonged use and result in hyperemic uh, congested mucosa. Complications associated with inhaled medications are also often medication-specific. For, for instance, inhaled corticosteroids can cause local deposition at least to thrust and dysphonia, and sometimes cough, throat irritation, and contact hypersensitivity may have also been reported.